0: Hi everyone, welcome to GSEC's first ever podcast, GSEC's G-Spot, where we'll be discussing current events, personal experiences, and an exploration of empowering topics for all students. Our aim is to challenge oppressive societal norms through opportunities for leadership, personal development, and referral services. Each episode will be hosted by a particular program, each with a different topic The GSEC, the Gender and Sexuality Equity Coalition, seeks to provide feminist, LGBTQ+, and community-building education, while simultaneously creating safe spaces for all those marginalized by society. My name is Alfredo Aguirre Dominguez, activist intern for GSEC, Spring 2021, fifth year at Chico State, and today I'm joined by Molly Heck, who will be talking to us about GSEC's her story, what its purpose is, her role at Chico State, and the GSEC, and more about what comes out of this org. Molly Heck is a lecturer, faculty advisor, and on the advisory board at Chico State. She's received her undergrad degree in Women's Studies and her Master of Social Work, both from CSU Chico. Her research involves feminist activism, intimate partner violence, social justice, community organizing, and feminist pedagogy. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Ms. Molly Heck. Super excited to have you here and super excited to get this podcast off the ground.
1: I'm really excited to join you and the GSEC. Excited for your endeavors, for sure.
0: Yeah, this is something new we're trying out and we're just excited to, you know, talk about our issues, talk about what's going on in the world, talk about what affects us, the Chico community, the maybe a larger scope, California. Mm. Because these uh, these issues affect all of us,
1: mm-hmm.
0: whether we acknowledge it or not. Right. But first things first, we want to get to know who the Gsec is, right? Sure. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, the GSEC is um, celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. We were founded in 1971 as the Associated Students Women's Center and um, have done a variety of activist and advocacy work since that time. The GSEC um, became the GSEC, the Gender and Sexuality Equity Coalition, um, about 10 years ago, actually, um, when we realized that the... Work around gender and sexist oppression was really um, ne- needed to be expanded, and the student staff and leadership and interns at the time um, really advocated to expand and asked the associated students for support to expand to look at sexuality um, and gender in some in some bigger and more specific ways. So. Uh, it has existed as a student-run organization on campus for 50 years which is pretty impressive Um, and like i said all all range of activist responses from planning conferences um, to sharing information to um, gathering um, people for take back the night events um, and marches through town Um, it's been a really um, rich history yeah. It
0: sounds like it. It sounds like it. And then I see here on the website that the GSEC challenges societal norms that have been used to oppress marginal and, and marginalize by providing opportunities for leadership, personal development, and referral services. Yes?
1: Yeah. So um, you know, the the big picture of the GSEC has been to push and the women's center's legacy has been to push against sexist oppression, heterosexist oppression cisgender oppression now. And they do that by either, you know, hosting programs, hosting events, but also we have acted as a um, safe space for referrals for students, staff, and faculty um, in our actual physical office. So that's been a really important part of some of the work that GSEC does. Um, While our space hasn't always been big enough to support the number of students that would want to be there and come and hang out. We've definitely um, acted as a, you know, safe space where people can come and eat their lunch or study together or have really awesome conversations with students who are interested in some of the same topics that you know that the GSEC and the Women's Center has supported. Um, and then those referrals have been really important too. So going to um, a, a student space where there are some, you know, students. Who are experts a little bit in you know in some of these um, some of these areas? So students who say, you know, I'm questioning my sexuality and I want to come out to my parents, but I need some support. You know, does anyone here have experience with that? Who can I talk to? Um, and sometimes it's a sit down with a student, and sometimes it's a referral to the counseling center or a referral to Stonewall, which is one of our community um, community based partners. So um, things like that have been a really important part of the GSEC, and the fact again that it's student um, student run and student led um, makes it perhaps a- approachable um, in a different in a different way that other spaces um, that don't have students. Um, you know, it, it just it just makes a difference in that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember going into the office a couple times. Cool. Before, you know, the pandemic.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Remember that office? <laughs> remember
0: the office and it was tiny. It was tiny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now we share it. I mean, we're really happy that we um, made the move um, from an Associated Students program to an Associated Students contract program. So we actually are, you know, housed on, you um, the other side of campus right as part of multicultural and gender studies and that department, and that was a move that really the students at the time really advocated for 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 several years to really be housed in. The academic department, where so much of the theory and strategy that they were using in their activist and advocacy work right that all of that theory and strategy was based in mcgs and so students were really excited to move over there but part of what that meant for now because we've had such a space challenge on campus is that we share an office with multicultural and gender studies Um, and there are you know benefits and and drawbacks to that for sure Um, one of the things I know a lot of students loved and I loved is that we had a lot of other people besides students in and out of our space. So access to other faculty and staff um, across campus who are working on similar, you know, social justice projects, um, and they were just in and out all the time. It was really easy to talk to people and, you know, um, uh, you know, see what they were working on and ask them for support and all that kind of stuff. And we're in that space. You know, we sort of call started calling it the social justice wing of the library. So. The office of tribal relations, the CCLC, the Dream Center, um, you know, now the Star Center, like all kinds of just really incredible work being done in that, um, in that space. But it also meant that we gave up kind of our, our privacy and the ability to have just student hangout spots, you know. Um, so. The hope is, um, I know you asked this later, but the hope is that down the road GSEC can um, have a space of its own. And that might happen when the new Butte Hall is built. Um, so we'll we will just have to see, but I know that is something that the students have really asked for, for for several years now.
0: Yes, I believe I did hang out a couple of times in the social justice wing of the library, uh-huh. the library right in front of the Chico marketplace. Yeah. And it was exciting because I did see a lot of my friends there, a lot of people who who identified as activists. Right. A lot of people who just went to hang out. They were in a safe space where they could just be themselves. And right. And it was a really exciting space. Yeah. Just to, yeah, just hang out to get some work done with people who looked like us. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the women's program, the queer program, and the trans program.
1: Sure. Um, the The kind of way that we've organized, I guess, the work and really the students have organized the work is kind of in those um, categories for the last many years. Again, the legacy of the women's center um, really has continued forward with the work of the women's program and women's programming, I should say, um, like things like you know, the women's conference that happens in the fall annually, I think this last fall was the 24th annual women's conference. Um, you know, students, staff and faculty getting together to um, showcase, you know, scholarship and activist work in a conference setting, um, really amazing. So the women's program, um, again, really helps to ensure that we, you know, are continuing to look at the ways in which sexism exists and the way gender continues to matter. And as you said, Alfredo, at the beginning, it's not just in our community, it's not just at Chico State, right? This is a worldwide um, uh, challenge um, that women are often looked at as less than, right? As the second sex, um, as um, having, you know, a a very different, a very different value or, or, or role in society. And there have been so many incredible, you know, changes in the last many decades um, to ensure that, you know, gendered violence is, you know, being seen and reduced, that women are represented in STEM fields in ways that they never have before, right? And really, you know, empowering, um, empowering women um, to, to feel their own worth and their own power has been, I think, one of the tenets of and the legacies of, of the Women's Center um, and the work that the GCET continues to do on that end. Um, and then similarly, like I said, you know, maybe 15 or more years ago, and I'll just say as an alumna of, of the Women's Center, um, we, were, we were always working on and sort of pushing the boundaries on Um, sexuality as well. We learned from the second wave movement, right? That excluding um, gay women from the movement was not something that we wanted to do. There were a lot of women, you know, again, I was there in the nineties and all the way through who identified as gay and were part of the women's program or, you know, the women's center. And so there's always been this attention and intention to the intersections of gender and sexuality. Um, and that again has been, um, really like bolstered and, and like, I mean, students have been the ones who have really advocated all all the way through, right. For the kind of work that they want the women's center, or the GSEC to do. So this intersection between sexuality and gender was a really, uh, easy transition to make, right. Because student leaders had been doing the work for a long time. So looking at that intersection, but also, you know, realizing that not all gay people are women, right? And that not, so so focusing on, you know, the queer community, LGBTQ community, as we started saying, I think, you know, 10 or 15 years ago um, to say like, oh, there are some really specific, you know, oppressions around um, sexuality and sexual identity that, that the, Women's Center and the GSEC wants to look at and wants to bring to light on our campus community. Um, And then again, um, cisgenderism um, really bringing that into a clear and organized um, program about, I guess that was about eight eight or so years ago um again was the students really advocating and saying they're different issues right there's different needs of the trans community um and we want to make sure that we address them by giving you know the trans program its own sort of autonomous um uh purpose and mission and so the trans conference began to happen and trans day of resilience um and those have just all added to the richness of the work that um, students are doing at the GSEC.
0: So it sounds to me like GSEC has d- adapted over time to the needs of marginalized communities. hmm Which is a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. And I'll say the other piece that, yeah, that students has ha- it's happened naturally, but there's also been a lot of intention around it too, is the um, the way in which you know students Who are not white, right? Students of color who are also finding a home in the GSEC. And since I've been involved more closely the last 10 years, that has just continued to increase. Where, you know, in any given semester, it's likely, and maybe that's because the demographics of Chico State are changing too, you know, thank goodness. Right. Um,
0: Institution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I have looked at interns and sort of the group of interns in the past, right? There's just such a diversity of not only um, race and ethnicity, but gender and sexuality, gender identity. There's just such a richness now um, that really speaks again to the complexity of, um, of oppressions and how you know, students who are really interested in this work and interested in social justice work really understand the, the connections between them all. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for Chico State? Besides, you know, being a lecturer, what do you do for GSEC?
1: Yeah. So I've been, uh, I was an alumna of the Women's Center when I was a student at Chico State. And pretty much um, when I started, when I kind of came back to the community um, and Started working in the nonprofit field, I began to be active on the advisory board. So the advisory board is a group of, you know, anywhere between like eight to fifteen um, alumni and staff and faculty who really want to support the work of the GSEC and support the support the student. And there has never been a quote professional staff position to, you know, to support students' work, um, and that's. That's the advisory board has served to offer, you know, support, guidance, logistical help, networking, help, um, you know, historical perspective. Um, And typically the advisory board is called by the current staff like, hey, we have this going on, we want to keep you informed, we need your input. And that happens like um, maybe a couple times a semester uh, maybe maybe just once a semester Um, but i've been active on that and there are a lot of amazing people um, who've been active for a long time on the advisory board Um, don frank who is the director of um, student services has been on the board Um, sarah cooper has been a champion and on the board for many years Um, just a lot of folks you know over time who've really supported the work and stepped up when we've needed, you know, some extra expertise. Um, And then my other role with the GSEC, I think I shared with you, is that when we moved from associated students over to multicultural and gender studies, one of the things the students really advocated for was a faculty advisor position. So someone who was on the faculty in MCGS, or maybe not at MCGS, but had you know, particular expertise in activism and advocacy work, um, how organizations run that sort of thing, um, to really be their point person, right? Like really be, um, a support person who's much more available, um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so I was honored, um, to be asked to, to sort of take up that position when they moved over to MCGS. And so that's been, um, what, three years now. And so in my role there, um, I get to work with the staff and interns to help um, hire the next set of staff members to to talk about strategies for outreach, to talk about um, strategies for events, to help with logistics, to help with networking, you know, I do some of the like back end work if we want to apply for, you know, uh, an internal grant or if we want to, you know, do fundraising work or um, I, I I can help with those things. Um, and I really love being that support person and I really think it um, it really does add to the work that the students are doing um, to have someone again who has you know, sort of like a foot in both worlds, a foot in academia, but also, you know, a foot in, um, like I said, activist and advocacy work as well. So that's been an important um, and really fulfilling way that I've gotten to support the GSEC.
0: That's exciting. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to give you like a good sound bite about like the fact that it's, the 50th anniversary, Um, you know, like it's a really big deal. I mean, there are only a few, like Mecha, I think is, was founded a couple years before us and Cave um, had their 50th anniversary, I think last year. I mean, it's a big deal. Um, You know, the CCLC for all its like success and amazing work that it's done, it's only 12 years old, you know, it's still pretty new. so and you know, it has its own merit, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think that I guess what I want to say is that I'm just really proud and honored that Chico State has supported the Women's Center and the Gender and Sexuality Equity Coalition for 50 years. I'm just really proud of us. Um, not all campuses have something like this as a resource for students. And with all that's going on in the world, um, you know, the Me Too movement, um, uprisings with Black Lives Matter. I mean, all all the activist work that's happening. It's just so important that students have um, a space like the GSEC that that they can go to to do this work um, and to, you know, really learn to apply their interests in social justice um, in actual advocacy and a- activist work. So, I'm just really proud um, of Chico State for doing that. And we also need a lot more support, I should say that. Um, so we'll be asking, you, I think you have something about what do I hope for for the next five years? Well, I hope that, you know, we have um, an increase in our budget um, and support from the university because we are, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion. That That is what we do um, and, and that, goes for all of the social justice wing in the library. You know, there needs to be a lot more support for um, for that kind of work because um, it makes a huge difference um, in student success.
0: There we go. You hear that, Chico State?
1: Yeah, I just, um, again, like pride is a feeling uh, that I have, I am often, just really overwhelmed with the quality of um, programs and experiences and activist responses that come out of the Women's Center and the GSEC. Um, Brie Guerrero, our current director, she um, coordinated the Women's Conference in 2019. And there were a record number of people who attended. I mean, there were, I think there were over 200 registrants. And I just was so impressed and, you know, not surprised so much, although I think she was like a little bit surprised sometimes, but, you know, she was so organized. She has such a collaborative approach. Um, she just, and and there was an awesome team, obviously at the time. I and mean, when we had the, um, there was a workshop on, um, you know, immigration and, you know, how that was impacting, you know, some student experiences. And there were so many people that wanted to go to that workshop. We had to move it out of the planned room that it was in and into the BMU auditorium because there were just way too many people, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, so I think um, the kinds of events, you know, that the GSEC has been able to produce have been really quality. Um even this endeavor, right? To like, oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna figure out how to do a podcast now. I mean, the same kind of thing happened when the newsletter started and it was like, yes. Or um, for a while it was more of like a zine style. So, you know, it's just a reminder, I think, that um, as a, you know, old person now, like staff on the staff and faculty side, like getting out of students' way, Um, and letting you all do the work with support right like with all the support and you know that we can offer but getting out of your way and letting you do what's important to you um is like that's just where the magic happens um so yeah so i think you know again um it what the GSEC produces always changes based on who's in the organization and what their interest is, and and their leadership and how you know you all work together. One of the things that I'll say that I I hope kind of comes back around for the GSEC um, as we continue to grow and shift is um, is some more direct advocacy, meaning you know where what we've done for the past many years is really focused really heavily on planning events and programs. And that hasn't always been the case. So for instance, you know, student staff or interns have been, really engaged in for instance the transgender task force and the work to change bathroom gender neutral neutral bathroom policies on this campus or change you know other policies that needed to change so being having students like you all engaged in those kind of like policy and, and and implementation kinds of meetings i think is really important um because you understand you know the nuances of Intersecting, intersecting oppressions, um, especially as they relate to, you know, gender and um, sexuality. And, and, you know, I have, there have been a few over the years, a few um, very responsive kinds of actions that have come out of the Women's Center or the GSEC. um, That again, I've just been really proud to be a part of, and the fact that students Led the way to organize these kinds of things was really important, right? So there was a um uh, there's this is a trigger warning right um for um for assault, um but there was a a really horrific sexual assault of a um, high school young high school woman um, back this is twenty years ago or more. Um, and the women's center, you know, it was, it was big in the local news. And there were many people who were really outraged by the way that the DA handled the case and they didn't prosecute. It was very, it was a very clear assault and, um, and the DA didn't hold anyone accountable. And so it was the women's center. It was the staff at the women's center and the interns and the team at the women's center who organized this massive rally in the downtown plaza to say like, we're not, we're not okay with this, you know, and it happened quickly, you know, they organized it within a few days. Um, And I just love the responsiveness that activism can bring. Um, Right now, that's obviously really tricky, but we, we saw obviously and have seen the power of being responsive in the women's marches after our last, you know, president was elected, in the Black Lives Matter uprisings. Um, in the gatherings at the at the border, um, you know, recently, and all of the like, responses to um, like this last year, during the election, I mean, people want to show up, you know, they want to be responsive. And um, I think the GSEC um, has been a space for that in the past. And, and I hope that we are again um, in a little bit different way, and again, that's partially capacity. You know, we went through a big transition from AS to to MCGS, um, and now we're in a pandemic, so that <laughs> that puts a, a pause on a lot of planning and things. But um, again, it's one of those things where it's like, if we can just get out of the way of students, I know you all will will show up for that stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Over the years, i am a I'm a fifth year, right?
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
0: the semester. But over the years, I have seen definitely a lot of events where students show up, where community yep. members, and leaders show up to support. And yep. they're still doing that today. Yep. They're still, even despite the pandemic, when there's a call, when there's a need, people show up. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. I think that's yeah. an inspiring aspect of the Chico community. That if yeah, people I agree. Gonna say they will show up and say it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm glad that you've had that that experience here. It's cool. That you yeah,
0: saw not just like in the downtown area in the chico plaza but they walk right. through campus whether it's That's the right. movement
1: yeah
0: lives matter right thanks to a lot of local a lot of like chico state organizations like sqe yeah um,
1: absolutely
0: yeah. people collaborate yeah. people show up show up for events and...
1: okay yeah
0: from your point of view what do students most get out of the g-sec
1: mm.
0: Whether they're interns, staff, or right. maybe just students that show up, and
1: yeah, well, I think what comes to mind are two things. One is, um, a, a building their sense of confidence and um an agency and and learning you know, to be more empowered in, in what they can accomplish. Um, And I don't say that lightly. I have experienced students who have shared with me, you know, tremendous growth, um, even in a, in a short semester at the GSEC and sometimes longer, you know, sometimes folks you know I get to see sort of a longer pattern where they're interns and then maybe they're a staff for a year and maybe they stick around longer. Um but that is just powerful. And anytime that someone finds a space that they can be both challenged and nurtured to grow um is just amazing. Um, and The Women's Center and the GSEC, I think, have worked really um, intentionally to ensure that that is a part of who they are, Um, even even if it's not stated as clearly, you know, maybe in a a list of the work. But I think in the in the mission, right, part of um, part of that is like, you know, getting leadership experience and what can that do for a person. So, so that's one is like this increase in confidence and, and sense of, of power. Um, I just love that and I think it's amazing. And then the second one is really the ability to connect theory to practice, right? So it's really the, one of the reasons why my mentor, um, Elizabeth Renfro, who was a lecturer at Chico State for many years, probably 30 years before she retired, And she was on the advisory board as well. And she taught the, um, you know, MCGS 389 class that went along with it. And it it was her role as a mentor to the Women's Center staff at the time that really made the decision for interns to take that class, right? Like you, let's bring people into a class where they can talk together about how theory impacts their work at the GSEC and other organizations, right? We at the time knew that um, students were going to be doing internships in other spaces, but really learning that there are really practical ways to resist silencing, right? There are really, in an organization, right? In, In this space that you call the GSEC, there's a really clear strategies to include people in your work. There's really important ways that we look at intersectionality when it comes to our outreach messages, right? Um, To get people involved or whatever it might be. So I, and, you know, it's not just because I teach that class, it's because it's really important, right? Because for so long, you know, many of us have kind of wondered like, well, right. How, how do you apply multicultural and gender studies theory to what you're going to do outside of academia? And maybe you want to stay in academia forever and teach. And I mean, that's basically what I did because um, I fell in love with the work, right? But, but there are so many, I mean, MCGS is everywhere. It's in every field and every sector because it's about people. And people are everywhere and power and privilege is everywhere. So I just really love that students can make those really practical connections um, to what they're doing um, in activist work and advocacy work and you know hopefully see that that can be something that they continue to learn about when they move on from Chico State. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, myself as an intern, I feel like I'm experiencing a lot of that. Are you good? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even like, I mean, these, these real practical skills of like, okay, we want to share information about who the GSEC is, or we want to share information about trans identity. How are we going to do that? Right. Just asking that question um, and realizing that there are many answers um, and then you get to try it out. I mean, how cool is that? Not all jobs will let you just do whatever you want, right?
0: Right, right. <laughs> I mean, encouraged. hopefully. Yeah. Here we are encouraged to challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So why no question? Sorry. Okay, this I love it. Do you have any advice for anyone listening or interested in learning more about the GSEC? Why should they? Why should they support us? Why should they join? Mm.
1: Because it's amazing. Um, I mean, they should join an intern because they will get real-world experience in social justice movements. Right? That's exactly what the GSEC does. So, if you're interested in gender, gender identity, sexuality, um, and the intersections of race and class and anything else with those identities, then the GSEC is the place to come and and learn how to, you know, learn how to do social justice work um, that you're interested in. Um, and, you know, in terms of supporting the GSEC, I'm just, again, I'm so grateful to be a part of the organization in its 50th year. And there are some celebrations planned for next year. And so there are going to be ways for people to support us with their stories and their photos from experiences at the Women's Center in the GSEC, and there'll be ways to support us financially as well um, as we look to, um, you know, build some, um, some sponsors and some financial support for those celebrations next year. So folks can definitely be on the lookout for that and should um, follow GSEC on Instagram and should follow the alumni let's see, the Women's Center GSEC alumni page on Facebook too. There
0: we go. And we'll make sure to link that in the description so nice. people can find it and easily access it. Nice. Well, thank you so much for your time, Miss Molly Heck.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome.
0: your experiences in GSEC. And we're, th- we're also very grateful to have you as a faculty advisor and on the advisory board.
1: Well, I'm super grateful to get to work with students like you, Alfredo, and I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed that y'all are taking this on. Uh, not surprised, but impressed for sure. So great job today.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah. We hope to have you on another episode soon. Thank you again, Molly Hig for joining us and talking to us about the gsec and sharing your insight i also want to extend a thank you to our first listeners for joining us on a new adventure this episode was more so getting ourselves grounded in the podcast world and a get to know gsec kind of intro you know like getting through the syllabus on the first week of classes you know we're excited to bring new content as soon as next week so tune in next time on g gspot Check out our description for our social media pages and our link tree, where you'll find all our up-to-date information on events and other resources. That's all for now. Thanks, and see you next time.